This is a Radio.com original. They just want to want you to reference the big bopper in California cheeseburgers and that's it. I go to a car show. I have my car. I get the folding chair in the back and I put it right back and I read the newspaper and I just wait for the compliments to come out here. My name's Harry. I never eat the pickle, but I get angry if they don't give it to me. You know, that. <laughs> Everybody, we are back with a new edition of the Talking About Cars podcast, where it's all about everybody has a car story. A little diversion from what's really going on in the outside world. A place for us car people to have some fun car stories from celebrities and car personalities and others in the car industry. Consider binge listening to our shows. Hmm, that's a good consideration. It kind of passes the time, you know what I mean? And don't forget to... Uh, Subscribe to Talking About Cars on Radio.com and consider the video on our Two Tired Guys Productions channel on YouTube. Hey everybody, it's Randy Cardoon. This week it is part two of our Zoom conversation with Mr. Regular of the wildly popular series Regular Car Reviews. As Brian joins us, Brian doesn't give his last name. It's kind of a thing with him. He's the guy that actually drives the cars, if you've ever seen regular car reviews. And you probably have because, well, at last look, they have uh, 734,000 subscribers. While his former college buddy is the guy who sings the songs crafted for each car, that guy has something more pressing. He didn't make that interview. I guess he's coming up with a new song for a Hubmobile or a Hispano Suiza or something like that. Hispano Suiza, or something like that. So when we last left Mr. Regular, we asked him, what's the car you've been eyeing to add to your collection, one that gets a thumbs up from your regular car review? I, it won't fit in my garage, but I have my eye on like a 62 um, Galaxy. In fact, I'm going to be I'm gonna review one in Pittsburgh, hopefully in the next few weeks, depend, weather permitting, of course. Um, I saw that at Ford Nationals at Carlisle, and I'm like, uh, that thing looks pretty nice. But, yeah. What, what got you into cars? What made you a car guy? My uncle owned a dealership uh, growing up, uh, and uh, it was a Chrysler dealership. And so I was a nephew's uh, – I was the owner's nephew. So I just got to come in and just run around. <laughs> so I would get inside all the cars and and open every cubby hole and – this was in the uh, so late 80s, early 90s. Uncle Bill had the place. He sold it early 2000s. Good time to get out of Chrysler, get out of that product line, because that was during the Daimler-Benz uh, Daimler years. So, uh, But I got to run around. Uh, my first car was a Dodge Neon, and then Uncle Bill just gave us that invoice, so that was nice. Um, although... Uh, looking back, I think I would rather have had a Honda or something like that. Um, cause I, I beat on this, uh, neon and it, 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 it wasn't, it was a second gen, which meant everything was stupid. Uh, and this was before they came out with the SRT four. So all I had was this two liter single jingle attached to this Mopar three speed automatic dumb and I was an idiot, so I put racing stripes on it. And by racing stripes, I meant P 
pinstriping that I got at the gas station. I had a ruler and I just draped it over the hood and the roof and the trunk. It was a black car with chrome <laughs> stripes going over it. Uh, my bad taste didn't end there. It also had, um, this may have passed you by without noticing, but for a while in the early 2000s, uh, there was this trend to replace your windshield washer nozzles with ones with little LED lights in them. <laughs> no. no, you don't remember that. Oh, oh no. good thing. Yeah, they'd be selling them at AutoZone and, every, and everywhere. Um, that wasn't enough. Uh, I needed a second set of fog lights. So I got them from the yeah. same place I got the pinstriping. That wasn't enough. I like Knight Rider. So let's get the Knight Rider scanner light going in the front of this thing. I'll pull a, gr I'll pull a plastic grill off the front, put the Knight Rider scanner light and Homer at the garage where I went to get my inspections and stuff. I was like, Brian, you know, most of this stuff in the front of your car, you're not supposed to have, <laughs> you're not supposed to have red lights facing forward or blue lights facing forward. That's for cops and ambulances. Whatever you do, don't turn this on when you drive. I'm like, okay, Homer. Yeah, sure. Then I hit a deer and that was the end of that car. Oh, would you get to keep the venison? No, I didn't kill it. It didn't kill the oh. deer, the idiot. Freaking hit it outside of Lake Winona. Freaking bounced off my car and hobbled into the woods. Now I'm left with the smashed up neon. And the guy at the wrecker said, you know, that's probably the best thing that could happen to a neon. So <laughs> the insurance money. Uh, that's how I ended up with that echo, um, which, uh, I drove for 10 years and I'll probably be in like 20 years. Like when I drive my Falcon around, I use it for like just daily stuff. I go grocery shopping and every now and again, I meet someone who had one of them and they want to talk for 20 minutes and sure, let's talk for 20 minutes. Tell me what it was like growing up with these cars where the dash is part of the car. It's like a structural piece. Everything's metal. Everybody dies. And, but, but they just have happy memories about this. I'm going to be that guy if in like 20 years, when I see a freaking Toyota echo rolling around, it's like, I drove that thing for 10 years. It wouldn't die. I crashed it twice. And it, I had the front end ripped off of it. When I got into an accident in the snow, that was part of RCR for a while. And we wrecked that thing. Thing still wanted to go. It had all the, the, the condenser was hanging off. The radio was hanging off, smashed in thing still wanted to go it was ah i'll tear up when i think of that thing like a timex huh like a what just like a timex watch kept oh yeah going and going and going yeah i'm wearing one right now when did i buy this like four years ago never changed the battery on this so what's in your garage right now what are you driving and what is it like i i assume at this point are you like this is your this with so many people and uh, subscribing to your show? Is this now your job actually doing the show? Yep, I have a script right here that I'll be writing after this, and uh, so yeah, what's in my garage is an 04 Forester. That's the camera car in my daily, the 1960 Falcon, which is the screw around car. And uh, a 2008 Suzuki GSXF, um, sort of. A, that that bike is. I, I made a whole video about it. It's a failure. It's a failure of a motorcycle. It was it was a hit in Europe, and they brought it over here, and no one bought it. Um, it's really just a bandit wearing the dress of a Jixer. So it looks fast, and it really isn't. It's only meant to run on 87 octane. So, and they sold it as a sport cruiser 
but they didn't offer any hard bags or panniers or anything. So I was like, oh, so I ended up, but, but I liked the riding position. It was a nice sort of, you know, sit up style riding position, but you're still on a sport bike ish. Mm -hmm. So I haven't really been riding it this summer that often. It's been kind of cool out here on the East coast, but. Is there a car you've ever had that uh, you wish you could get back? Every now and again, I miss the MR2 that I bought because that was my dream car. Uh, a uh, Mark 1B, uh, first generation, second sort of phase of it. Um, but on the other hand, I don't really fit in it that well. Um, uh, Are you a tall I guy? I'm 5'10", 5'11". Oh. Uh, I got big thighs, so sometimes it's tough. And I have super wide feet. So I couldn't comfortably drive that MR2 with shoes on. I'd either, either have to wear like really lightweight running shoes, like those mesh ones, or just drive in my socks. Because if I had my, you know, by my, um, my big, just sort of like skateboard shoes or something like that, you, um, with, with like wide soles, I, I'd be doing that freak out move where um, you hit the gas and, and the, the brake at the same time. Or like you're, you're the, the, I hate um, it when that happens. Oh, and it's, and it's like you're, everything gets flipped upside down because I had to come to a stop somewhere in Harrisburg. I was driving out to my friends. I was the only road trip I took in it. Um, it happened twice where I was just cruising on the turnpike with the cruise. It had cruise control. That was pretty nice. 1988 had cruise control. I had AC. Oh, that's great. Um, but so I'm just there with cruise control on. I see my exit coming up, pop the cruise control off. You know, uh, now it's just uh, decelerating. It was a manual. And I go to hit the brake and I'm hitting the brake, but I miss and I hit, I'm pressing in that space between the two pedals and I'm catching both of them. So the car is, you know, the engine's pulling on the brakes and I'm, I'm speeding up and I'm like, oh no. You know, the world is crashing. Everything doesn't make sense. Why isn't it slowing down? And immediately, like, I'm slowing this down for you. The whole process took, like, two seconds. Uh -huh. But I'm like, oh, uh, it's not slow. Press harder. And then it accelerates faster. And I'm like, uh, well, what, what's going to slow me down in here? Uh, emergency brake. So I'm yanking the emergency brake up. And that's, I'm like, oh, okay, move your foot. But that was like a <sighs> freak out moment. Flop sweat. Yeah. Yep. Stan, if you have any questions, just go right out and ask if you have anything. I guess one thing that, like, you know, is kind of interesting that you do on your show is sometimes you take on sort of the persona of an author or, like, you know, in the 928 video, you did the Hunter S. Thompson mm -hmm. sort of style. I think you did one that you were, like, Thoreau or Emerson or, or one of those yeah. transcendentalist guys. And I'm just yeah. kind of Oh, wondering. good. Yep. Uh, that might what, have been Doug's what, like, Ferrari. <laughs> Well, just sort of like, how do you, how do you associate sort of a literary figure or something with a car video? Like, how do you sort of come to that conclusion to say, oh, today I'm going to do it in the style of Hunter S. Thompson? Don't know uh, why, HST, just HST was easy because I'm a big fan. Um, but as far as the other people were, I took it, uh, I did not, I just said, okay, we got this car and we have this important author. I don't know how they link up, but I'm just going to read some of this author's work until I find something that works. 
and we'll slam it together like it's an English assignment and I don't care about the book and I don't care about this. It's like that one, like you've had assignments where it's like, I don't care about this. I'm just writing. I'm just trying to make this stupid point or it's like the teacher gives you an assignment like you can choose of any one of these topics and all the good ones are taken. So you get like, I don't know, the American reconstructionist era. Great. Um, <laughs> so, and then you got to write about that. So you just read enough that you could write the paper. But in this case, you know, I can be funny doing it. Whereas for Mr. Tumbleson, you can't. Hmm. How, How did you get, go ahead, Bob. How did you get into a situation where you went from thrashing cars to, how often, well, let me put it this way. How often do you do a review on a new, on a different car? Every week. Yep. So once a week you, you once. do a new vehicle. Mm -hmm. How do you choose? Laziness normally, uh, depending like, <laughs> are you going to bring the car to me? Great. Yeah. Or if it's something I want to do, like I've been chasing that galaxy, like the 62 or 63 galaxy, um, for a while. And, and sometimes with classic cars, it's hard because if I'm just going to make poop jokes the entire time, some of these winga dinga guys don't want to hear that. Uh, they, they just want to, they just want to want you to reference the big bopper and California cheeseburgers and that's it. I go to a car show. I have my car. I get the folding chair in the back and I put it right back and I read the newspaper and I just wait for the compliments to come out here. My name's Harry. I never eat the pickle, but I get angry if they don't give it to me. You know, that. <laughs> so... That and like the diesel bros. I haven't got a freaking, it's very hard for me to get my hands on a diesel pickup truck because those guys don't have any senses of humor. Even though they're, <laughs> even though the freaking spaced out wheels that they're driving around on their freaking Cheyenne. Oh, that's not, that's too old. Uh, whatever Silverado that they have right now uh -huh. or, you know, Dodge Cummins. Uh, very, very, very unfunny people, you know. Uh, <laughs> And take, they take those trucks so seriously, especially when they put the exhaust coming up through the bed like they're driving a semi-truck. Uh, I'll bet they don't even have an air brake certification, those guys, or even a medical card. A come back to me truck when, driver. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Do you ever come out this uh, into California and look at and do cars? We did like once or twice. Uh, I was looking forward to come back at – you know, in the LA area, it's really hard to film because the cops are wise to what you're doing. And where's your permit? Where's your permit? Where's your permit? So mm -hmm. um, we, did a, we did a California tour that we called the Pacific Fister, where we started in LA and ended up in Portland. Uh, uh, so we filmed a bit uh, around Playa del Rey in the LA area and then went up, did San Francisco. And then the San Francisco to Portland run, that was, that was a long, long to do that bit in one day. Uh, I, I had some time in San Diego, but I don't think I filmed anything there. I was just coming back. Oh, no, wait, that was, I was coming back on a ski trip. And then I met someone with that one, that one Saab that's really a cobalt. I forget where it was. It was the one time when Saab and Chevy had this thing going on and I forget what it was. Uh, but I want to come back, but you know, the Rona right now makes it tough. Uh, that's true. But, I wanted to come back for like if Matt Farah ever, if he has like a party uh, or a grand opening to his uh, car 
uh, right his uh, new garage place. or whatever you call it yeah storage yeah place. Uh-huh. but even then is he even allowed to, to have a party right because we're in the second wave of it now so who knows yeah, yeah i think we've knows. gone back to number back to first wave now how Great. is how has this whole corona thing affected you i don't know because i live in the appalachian mountains and uh, <laughs> it, it was just kind of all right um i i amused myself by moving so that killed that killed about a month so n- the second it got warm out i just started running every day and that kept me going and then recently my gym opened back up again and uh so i just go at like noon when there's i mean there's it's sparsely populated and at noon like today when i rolled up i was the only one there so um you know it wasn't even staffed you just beep yourself in so, and my one cafe where Nick and I ride a lot, we can sit on the porch, but it's kind of okay because they've always had outdoor seating. So it doesn't feel different. So I got my cafe, I got my weight room and I can go out and ride a bicycle or motorcycle and drive the car. So nothing's, aside from the general vibe in the air, uh, my life hasn't changed a whole lot. Um, but I do, one thing I do miss is like it, all of last year we were traveling so much and that's where I really placed a lot of my happiness because I would look forward to these like balling on a budget trips. Like I'm just going to go back to New Zealand cause I want to, and I have the money to do it. Here I go. I'm just going to have fun for a month. You know what? I'm going to go visit some friends in Cincinnati. Why not? Am I going to fly first class? Eh, I'll cash in my points. Just do it on a regional trip. I'll just, it's, it's a two and a half hour flight. Let's see how many gin and, free gin and tonics I can drink on the way. <laughs> you know, it's like that. And then, and everything just kind of came crashing down mm-hmm. um, as far as, but, but that's where like, I'm like, oh, I live in the middle of nowhere, PA. My entire life is the gym, the cafe, and, uh, out or there's the my friend from uh sunday school has a restaurant that i'd go to so it's like the three things that keep me in this town uh that's it that's my only real connection but then oh but then there's the um the relationships you have with the garages where you don't have to you can just kind of just go in it's like they know you there um where is the greatest cruise place in the appalachians Appalachian. Uh, you got you got the pagoda in Reading, Reading, Pennsylvania, which is this uh, very ornate uh, pagoda that looks strange in like the middle of Pennsylvania on the side of this mountain. If you look at some, uh, it, it shows up in a bunch of like M Night Shyamalan posters, um, <laughs> and they used to do, they still do hill climb races up there. So it's a nice windy road. You go up there. There's not a whole lot of parking. Um, it's the closest thing that we have to like a rock store or something like that. Um, it's, it's a beautiful drive and you're rewarded by this wonderful view of like the little valley and Reading below it. And you can look at our regional airport that has no carriers. <laughs> it's just kind of a, just a bunch of private, private planes that come, come here and there. Um, so that's a good road uh, to drive. Um, some people like cruising down to Philly and driving around Philly at like two in the morning. Uh, cause that's pretty beautiful seeing the city. And I mean, I agree some of the times when I drive home from the Philly airport and you take, instead of going the blue route, going around the city, uh, you know, you go right through and, and under a little bit and then that that's a pretty one. But I, 
I mean, I, I'm not going to drive two hours down to Philly just to do that and then two hours back. Um, other good places to drive. Um, you can follow some of the state routes that go through the mountains. Uh, they're pretty neat. And then, or, or yeah, yeah. Follow back roads that go all the way down to Lancaster. And then that's, that's where you'll get held up sometimes behind like an Amish buggy, but it's, oh. it's, it's, it's part of the thing because they're back roads and they're in the middle of nowhere and it's just farmland, farmland, farmland. So uh-huh. that's pretty, that's, that's, that's a good place to go to. Have you ever done a road test of an Amish buggy? No, but Nick, the other half of RCR did review a horse once. There is an RCR horse review. He oh, went to horse his review. Yep. Mm-hmm. He went to his friends. He went, went to his uh, friends. He went to her farm. I forget her name. And she had like a bunch of horses and he like put a GoPro on the head and like rode this horse around the pasture. <laughs> I don't so, like horses. I think they're very frightening to me. It's like, oh, this thing's like a thousand, two thousand pounds and it can kick through a door and it has these gigantic nostrils that a hurricane <laughs> comes out of and has flies around its eyes and flies around its butt. And why is this beautiful? And can I just go home? <laughs> very good. So, as we get a chance to close out here, I, I'm also curious, is there a car that you that's on your list, aside from the 62 Ford, that you want to test drive, but you haven't had a chance to yet? Yes. I would like, because this movie came out in the 90s, when I was in high school, AMC Pacer. Please give me a Mirthmobile. And in fact, when that thing went up for sale at Barrett-Jackson, I could have afforded to buy it and have the real Mirthmobile. But okay, that's one of them. Another one is gonna be even tougher than a Pacer. Cause you see Pacers pop up from time to time. They made right. a bunch of them. Um, is the Dodge Neon ACR. Um, you guys familiar with that thing? Mm-hmm. Those were made specifically for autocross. Well, mm-hmm. autocross maybe wasn't a thing, but for club yeah. racing. Yeah, mm-hmm. so autocrossing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best engine, best transmission, total stripper interior. But, and they were just made to be race and crash. So every blue moon, one of these things appears. And I, and I have this whole thing when we finally get our hands on like a, a first gen neon, it better be an ACR. I have this whole uh, rant that I want to go on is like, forget the Viper, forget the, the Ram or the SRT Ram, or, or even like whether the stuff they did with uh, Mitsubishi when it was more overt. I, like, I want to make this point that the, the neon was the pinnacle of Chrysler. Like, this is something that's, it's not a Honda Civic, but it's pretty gosh, gosh darn close. <laughs> they, they just drive great. But then again, it's a rose-colored glasses. It's just bare naked ladies from Stunt, uh, that <laughs> album. And uh, it's uh, Bringing Down the Horse by uh, the Wallflowers and, and Chubbawamba and Tub Thumping and all of that stuff embraced in one car that usually has like, like, like some crazy graphics on it, and that's how they came. They're exciting, fun little things. Most of them have had gasket problems um, because um, on most first-gen Dodge Neons, one of the, um, uh, uh, the holes for the, for, for, the, for the studs in the block, one of them wasn't drilled in far enough down. And I think if you're looking at the engine with the hood up, it's the one at 11 o'clock. Uh, the one up in the corner. It's like a millimeter, two millimeters too shallow. So when your head bolt goes in, you think it's tightened. It isn't. You need to take that head bolt out when you do the head gasket, go over your bench grinder or, you know, get your little whizzer and whiz 
you know, give it a circus. Can I say circumcision? Sure. <laughs> give it a little zip, yeah. zip oh. right at the bottom, and Yikes. now it'll torque. Now it'll torque correctly. But they'll all when they all blow their head gaskets, if they blow it in that corner, because of that one stupid bolt. Thanks, Mopar. Two words: <laughs> yeah. blowing and circumcision, in, in, in yeah, one yeah. entire mm. sentence. Thanks for adding mm. that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Certainly. All right. So once we're done here, we of course have our run over to Patreon. All of you. So far, we're working on you, but when you get there, we will always ask a question of our guests. So we'll do a Patreon question before we let you go. Uh, And that's going to be coming up. So in any case, thank you for taking the time to join us here on the show. It's a lot of fun. Uh, We've learned something, and I think even you learned something that we didn't know when we first started. Uh, So again, thanks to Stan, who's out in New Jersey. Thanks to Hot Rod Bob, who's out in beautiful Ventura County. I'm in la-la land where I can't go anywhere because of the pandemic. And uh, of course, Brian, that's right. Mr. Regular is out there. And and good luck again to your uh, podcast. Aside from Jay Leno's Garage, you're kicking everybody's butt, which is not a bad way to go. No, Mm -hmm. you are. It's and, and I tell you, if Jay takes a couple days off, you'll catch up to him at the rate you're going. So we'll see. That's it. Don't forget to listen to our audio podcast on radio.com and knx1070.com. Watch our video podcast, of course, which is probably what you're doing right now, on our new Two Tired Guys production channel. And, of course, that's uh, subscribe to both. Follow us on social media. Become a Two Tired Guys patron, exclusive videos, and get some swag. Until next time, I'm Randy. That's Hot Rod Bob, who suddenly disappeared. That's Stan Fagan. That's Brian. And we've been having fun talking about cars. We'll see you next time. This is a Two Tired Guys production.